Welcome to Baba Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, we were going to continue with foundations and continuing about Noah. Uh, but I was moved to do another uh, message, another sermon. And this will be on overcoming loneliness. Uh, the past two weeks, I've heard so much stuff on loneliness, how people are lonely and they're committing suicide and and uh, different things like that. And it's whether they've, re you know, have got away from God or left the church or, you know, they're into the transgender stuff or whatever, you know, sin will destroy you. But anyways, and they're just so many, especially the, uh, the younger folks, um, especially teens and young adults and everything like that but they're you know they're trying to find themselves and in this world that we're living now it's society has been pushing just to do whatever you want to and there's no morals no nothing which is not true but when you believe on truth truth sets you free so so today we're going to uh, be doing overcoming loneliness and i'm going to be reading out of romans chapter 8 and that's all the way through uh, verses 1 to 39. And it's broke down in uh, three different sections. And then, and right after that, I'm going to do the small section of Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 30. And I'll also be giving you some scripture also. Alrighty, so before I get started, I always like to read what the Bible is. So you have proven facts and a way to defend the Bible. Not that God needs any defending, but at least it lets us know what we're talking about and why we believe in what we believe. And this uh, and this I obtained from Dr. Vody Wacom online uh, on YouTube. And uh, he was teaching about uh, the Bible, and he happened to bring that up, and I thought it was fantastic. The Bible a reliable collection of his historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses, 40 authors, 66 volumes of books, a span of 1,500 years in three continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe, written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little in Aramaic, hundreds of subjects and topics. All right, I got that down. Okay, let's begin, and I'll be reading out of the NIV, uh, the new international version just to make it easy you know i love a lot of the good versions that they have my favorite of course is the king james version but i like the new king james version of uh, the niv the esv uh, english standard version is good and there's um and there's a few more that were directly translated from the hebrew and the greek and they're made by theologians and they just put it in the modern language that, that that we know of today just to make it easy uh, for the understanding part because remember the uh, Bible Education Institute is here to make the Bible simple to understand not to complicate it because it's not complicated people complicate stuff so we try to make it very simple okay let's begin at Romans chapter 8 starting at verse 1 and this is overcoming loneliness and this section here is titled life through the spirit therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus verse 2 because through christ jesus the law of the spirit who gives life has 
set you free from the law of sin and death. So in other words, what's that saying there in these first two verses is when you come to Christ, not before, but until you come to Christ, that means you realize that you've broken God's moral laws, the Ten Commandments, and some of them is lying, stealing, and that's um, doesn't matter how much it is. If you, if you borrowed something, you took something, didn't bring it back, or whatever, even a paper clip or pen. Uh, have you ever looked at another person with lust? According to Jesus, you already committed a, adultery in your heart. And that's only three. So we're all guilty. And that's why we have to come. Let me continue reading. But remember, it's there's no condemnation through Christ as long as you belong to Christ. And once you realize that you've broken God's moral law and you're guilty, then you come with a sorrowful, contrite heart, repent of your sins, and then you put your trust in Christ alone. Let's continue verse 3. For what the law was powerless to do, that's the Ten Commandments, God's moral law, was weakened by the flesh. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering, and so he condemned sin in the flesh. Verse 4, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So again, those who live in, who do not live by the flesh, by the, but the spirit. I mean, you don't give in to all the, the cravings you have and all this kind of stuff. And I'm talking about like sin cravings of, you know, uh, sex without marriage and just taking things, stealing or uh, whatever it is, you know, whatever the case may be. So, so Christ came, Jesus Christ came because he was the perfect sacrifice before. In the Old Testament, the Jewish people had to sacrifice lambs and all kind of and bullocks and all this other kind of stuff, a lot of animals and shed their blood for a temporary sin covering for them. And then you say, well, why do they have to do all that? Because that's what Christ required because remember the first two people Adam who was first and Eve that came out that was created from his rib to be a helpmate they disobeyed God so therefore we're under uh, um, we're under uh, sin now because of that they were thrown out of the Garden of Eden the perfect place to be and then their curse was uh, for the woman she had to, uh, she had to bear children with a pain and then, the, and then the man had to work by the sweat of his brow. You know, that was her punishment. And also, you know, the world, like from that time on, then the world started to be corrupt. And that's why you, like everything rusts and falls apart or whatever. You have to redo it and all because of that. Okay, let's continue. Uh, verse 5. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Verse 6, the, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. Verse 7, the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. 
So now you're probably wondering, what does this have to, what does this have to do with loneliness? Well, I want to tell you what it has to do with loneliness. When we come to Christ, God has all the answers that we need in the Bible, which God wrote by using men, inspiring certain men to write down what he wanted recorded so we'll have it. But um, but when you come to Christ, when you come to God and you humble yourself as a child uh, because all through Scripture and all through the New Testament it says that we must come as a child in faith believing, just believe, just like when you were young and if you had good parents and stuff and you just believe what they told you because uh, because you knew that they were telling you the truth or you know you hope they were, they were or to the best of their uh, abilities they were so that's how we got to come to God you have to humble yourself as a child realizing that we all have sin okay Let's go to verse 8. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. So that means if you're serving the world, which is the flesh, I mean, you're just doing whatever our evil hearts desires and you're just doing stuff, you know, then you're not serving God. When you are when you come to Christ, then that will change when you want to please God and not and do what the Bible says, which also blesses you at the same time. Verse 9, you, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. Verse 10, but if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. Verse 11, and if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of the Spirit who lives in you. That's pretty simple to understand. Verse 12. Therefore, brothers and sisters, that's those who have already given their life to Christ and repented, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. Verse 13. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Verse 14, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Verse 15, the Spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And sonship is also daughtership, whatever, but that's how, they, uh, that's how uh, everything was pretty masculine. And that's how it should be, actually. So it's just everything. If it's sonship, they also mean that. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. Verse 16, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Verse 17, now if we are children, then we are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Okay, next section. Starting at verse 18, is, uh, this section is titled Pre Present Suffering and Future Glory. Verse 18, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth 
comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Verse 19, 4, the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. Verse 20, for the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope. Verse 21, that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. You know, that reminds me when I read the last part of Children of God, uh, my wife and I had went to a restaurant to eat. Uh, it was uh, it was a uh, buffet type place. And and this place is known for having a lot of Christians and a lot of staff are Christians. So it's a very blessed place to go to. And like, you know, it's nothing just to strike up a conversation about God and everything. And so we had some really nice, a really nice couple who were fairly old. Uh, I think the husband was 75 and then the wife was uh, 80. But they were just, they had a glow of Christ and the the waitress who always uh, waits on us and stuff, she's, she has the same. <coughs> uh, she, uh, they have this glow of Christ because they love God <clears throat> and they want to please God and serve God. It's amazing. But that's what, that's the children of God. It's wonderful. <clears throat> I'm to be around those who are serving God and who are dedicated to God. It's amazing. Let's continue verse 22. Uh, we know that the whole creation uh, has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Verse 23. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship. The redemption of our body, verse 24, for in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have, verse 25, but if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. Verse 26, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans verse 27 and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God verse 28 and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose verse 29 for those God foreknew he also predestined in to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Verse 30, and those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. Okay, the last section, which is starting at verse 31, the title in this section is More Than Conquerors. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Verse 32. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not be also along with him? Graciously give us all things. Verse 33. Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Verse 34. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus died. More than that, who was raised to life, 
is at the right hand of God and it is also and it is also interceding for us verse 35 who shall separate us from the love of Christ shall trouble or hardship or persecutions or famine or nakedness or danger or sword verse 36 that is written for your sake we face death all the day long we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered verse 37 no in all things we are not more than conquerors through him who loved us okay let me reread re that no, in all, all things, we are more than conquerors. That's right. It's not that we're not. Uh-uh. It says, no, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So when you come to Christ, then he helps you to overcome. Not that everything's going to be peachy clean and, and uh, rosy and all like that. No, you. everybody suffers. But he will help you to overcome. Verse 38. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers. Verse 39. The last verse. Neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Praise God and hallelujah. Boy, isn't that a wonderful, wonderful thing? That's a beautiful thing. I'm going to get, read you another scripture that should make you feel better for those that are lonely or whatever you, whatever it is you're going through. If you turn to Matthew chapter 11, and I'm going to be reading Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. Come to me. And this is Jesus speaking. Come to me, all you, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Can okay, a yoke is what you put on a horse or like back in the day when you go to do like a wagon then you put you have like one or two horses or whatever but you put this yoke on it's like a thing you put on that you can maneuver with them uh, with uh, the reins and stuff like that that's what the yoke is you know and so yoke is like and it's also considered it could be cumbersome and burdensome and the last one 30 verse 30 for my yoke is easy and my burden is light isn't that a blessing? Let me read you some encouraging stuff real quick. I'm just going to read a few of them. And then we'll go from there. Isaiah, the Old Testament, Isaiah 66, 13. Now this is in, these particular scriptures are in the King James Version, but it's pretty simple to understand. As one whom his mother comforteth, so will I comfort you, and ye shall be comfort, comforted. Psalm chapter 94, verse 14. For the Lord will not cast off his people, neither will he forsake his inheritance. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 3 through 4. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, 
who comforteth us in all our tribulation. Okay. Let me continue real quick. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 3 through 4. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforted us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are confident of God. James chapter 5, 11. The Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. John chapter 15, verse 9, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you, and this is Jesus speaking, continue in my love. Luke chapter 6, verse 36, Be therefore merciful, as your Father is merciful. Psalm chapter 119, verses 156, Great are thy tender mercies, O Lord, quicken me according to thy judgments. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. This is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, and that's according to his will, he heareth us. Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Have not I commanded thee to be strong and of good courage? Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee wherever thou go. So when you come to Christ, you have all, you know, you have these... Um, promises of God that he will be with you now he may not you know take the problems away from you but he will walk through with you because you, what I've learned is the more you go through the more you learn the more the more stronger you become you know as you go through stuff first Peter chapter 1 3 through 4 blessed be the God of Father and of our Lord Jesus Christ which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 Be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is good what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? And I'm going to stop there. So it's, it's by the renewing of our mind through Christ. First you come to Christ, you repent, and then you start reading the Bible daily. And that's where you get fed, you get strong. And then you, you also need to find a good Bible-believing teaching church to join so you can learn, grow, and serve God. You know, it's hard. Let me give you a, a couple more scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9, the ESV. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality. Revelation chapter 21, verse 8, ESV. But as, but as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars... Their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. You know, now here's some salvation scriptures. Make things easy. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10. This is uh, in the King James. 
that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God is raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Romans chapter 10, verse 13, King James Version. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, King James Version. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Okay? So, and I already went over what sin is. Sin is breaking God's moral law, the Ten Commandments. Right? And I went over three of them. I'll go back over them again. Um, have you ever had anyone, according to Jesus, uh, you've already broken the sixth commandment, which you shall not murder? Um, have you ever took anything, bought something, never brought it back or whatever? Uh, that would be the eighth commandment. And it and, and this says you shall not steal. And that means you shall not, or that means that makes you what? It makes you a thief. So a thief and a murderer... And if you look at another person with lust, according to Jesus, you already committed adultery in your heart. That's the seventh commandment. And so that means that not only are you, do you lie, which is the ninth commandment, you shall not bear false witnesses. Um, so that makes us, what, a lying, thieving, adulterer at heart. You see, and that's not even covering the rest of the commandments, and there's only ten. But... We can't keep him. That's why Christ came. But once you come to Christ and he helps you to keep him, yes, we fail and fall, but we strive to do that. See, God is God's involved in everything. God controls everything. You know, he's in control. That's why we don't have to fear once you come to Christ about what's going on in the world. This stuff's been going on since, uh, since man disobeyed God. So what do you need to do? Come as a little child. Come with a sorrowful, contrite heart. Ask God to forgive you of your sins. Says, Lord, forgive me. I'm a, I'm a wretched sinner, Lord. I'm have mercy upon my wretched soul. And then put your trust in Christ alone. If like you're in a plane that's about to crash and someone gives you a parachute, you got to hold on to that parachute for dear life because it's going to save you from the jump to come. Jesus saves you from the judgment to come. So that's what you need to do. Resources. All these, they have websites, and you can find them on YouTube, Dr. Rody Bacham, uh, Living Waters with Ray Comfort, livingwaters.com, Answers in Genesis with Ken Ham, Answers in Genesis.org, Wall Builders with David Barton. He goes over church history, especially in America, wallbuilders.com, and on YouTube, Apologia Studios with Pastor Jeff Durbin, and... Uh, and Dr. Greg Bonson was a great uh, seminary uh, professor and teacher, and the family collected all his recordings from all of his teachings and stuff throughout the years, and they gave it to Apologia Studios. Apologia Studios had remastered it and digitally cleaned it up and everything. And now you can go on their website of apologiastudios.com, and you can also listen to uh, some of the podcasts on Apple Podcasts for the audio part. But they're mainly on YouTube, and um, you can go on their website and switch uh, to apologiastudios.com and go into the search engine and put in Dr. Greg Bonson or Bonson U, and you'll pull it up. And you can get literally get a free seminary education. How wonderful is that? And I listen to it myself. Very good. Very good. Okay, so if um, you can find Bob Education Institute um, on YouTube and Rumble.
And also, you can find us on this is the audio platform Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, G Potter, Firefox, Safari, iTunes, Audible, Alexa, Google, Podbean, Internet Explorer, Podcast Attic, and others, Helium Radio Network, HeliumRadio.com. And there's a bunch of other ones that we're on. We're also on Telegram, Getter, Twitter, Facebook, and Gab. And wherever else you can find us, usually where it's at. Let me go over these good teachers uh, again if I haven't done it. Oh, yeah, you can find us on uh, Twitter also. Um, Dr. R.C. Sproul with Ligonier Ministries. Great teacher. Dr. Vodi Bakum. Dr. James White is on YouTube also and with Apologia Studios. Pastor Joel Webbin on YouTube with Right Response Ministries and Doug Wilson, Gary DeMar, and Pastor Jeff Durbin again. Those are really, really good teachers. Fantastic. And if you need a Bible, whatever, you can always, uh, you can, you can also uh, email us at us all lowercase, Bible Education Institute at gmail.com. And you can go to our website, which is all lowercase, bible-education-institute.webnode.com. And if you need a Bible or something, be glad to send you one for free. Just email me. Um, and also, I like to buy, like, used stuff, like used books and stuff to save money. But you can buy new or used on these sites. Um, Abe Books. Abe Books. A-B-E-B-O-O-K-S uh, Thrift Books Amazon and Alibris which is A-L-I-B-R-I-S and for extra you can go on to TCT Network and you can go on um, just put that in your search engine and when it comes up just go on to On Demand Programs and there's Faith and History with William Federer he goes over all of church history and makes it very exciting and, and very interesting Rabbi Daniel Lappin used to be on there. He teaches the Old Testament. He's a uh, Jewish rabbi who's very friendly to Christians. But now you can go on the um, you can go to rabbidaniellappin.com and also you can go to the just put online Rabbi Daniel Lappin podcast and he's also on YouTube and it's very good. He got marriage stuff, all kind of wonderful stuff, and his wife sometimes helps him out, uh, Susan Lappin. And they're just a great team together. So until next time, remember, read the Bible dead without fail and do what it says.